For the crime of being a movie virgin. You should all be executed as common criminals. I'm talking death by a thousand cuts. Oh, um, well, I get, well, I get some icebreaker questions. Uh, yeah, what? Don't do which, icebreakers. Which um, Monopoly piece do you think is the most fuckable? Uh, what Monopoly pieces are there again? Wait, I get a list. There's the dog, yeah, there's the top it. hat, there's the race car, there's the thimble. That's all I can I think, think of. we need to disqualify the dog. Yeah, no dog. It's probably a bad idea to keep that one in there. Um, don't ask questions you aren't prepared for the answers to. I'm I I'm going for the steamboat. It oh, it does something boat? to me. Is, there's a steamboat. Uh, I'm looking it up and apparently there's a, like an ironclad. Oh. Why did you sound like that? Um, there's like a shoe and a top hat, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm picking, I'm picking. I'm picking the top hat. Okay, then you're you're picking it. Are we playing Monopoly right now? <laughs> yeah, we're playing Monopoly right now. That's so awesome. We're gonna do you think there's cuts, the podcast where we play Monopoly and do nothing else? <laughs> that that's what we've been gone for weeks doing. We've just been playing Monopoly and haven't been recording episodes. Everybody knows how long it takes to play Monopoly. It's true. It's no surprise. I don't think I've ever finished a game of Monopoly. I have. Was it like can, real Monopoly? Can you finish Monopoly? It it, it was real Monopoly. Yes, you can finish. You finish Monopoly when there's when everyone gets when everyone gets out. Oh. When 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 everyone except one person has zero dollar left. I see. Uh, this, uh, hi everyone, this week we're covering the the hit movie Better Off Dead. Yeah, the one everyone's heard of. Everyone knows about this movie? Yeah. Everyone everyone loves this movie. I can guarantee you more people know about this movie than fucking, um, Night of the Hunter. That's just not true. That's just not not even true. What a dog shit movie. Uh, we we you might notice we have a, a, a another person here today. Hi. Uh, this is Enid, totally distinct from um uh the Alex that we had during the um Herbie fully loaded episode. Oh, so we're not. This is not Jesse. No, this is Enid. What are you talking about? So Jesse's yeah. so Jesse's not replaceable, but I am. Dude, what are you saying? You were there for that episode. I've never seen. Yeah, Herbie. you were there. I've never seen her. I. You didn't watch Herbie, but you recorded the episode of this. I. Was what kind asleep. of monster would do that? I was asleep at the time. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, uh, Ike Ike is is taking a nap. Uh, he he was in the hospital recently. He's doing okay He's now, okay though. Now. He's fine. He's dead. No, yeah, he he fucking died. <laughs> um, Yay! Yippee! Speaking of dead, wow! Welcome to Better Off Dead. Better Off who's, Dead. Who's actually like introducing the movie this time? Enid, you're the one who who said that we were gonna watch this movie. You're the one who suggested it. Okay, okay. This is I'll, the worst I'll, intro guess... we've done. We've done some pretty <laughs> bad intros. <laughs> I'll introduce it. Anyway, this is um, a documentary of my dad's uh, youth from when he was a, a teenager growing up in the 80s. Um, he says it's a documentary. He he tells me every single time we watch it, he's like, this is a documentary of my life. Uh, every single thing from the from the from the talking burgers to the to the, you know, the newspaper boy, um, the anteater outfits, everything. Which is one of the most insane ways to describe this movie possible. Sorry your mom exploded, Ricky. Yeah. 
Honestly, I didn't know that not a oh. lot of people knew about this movie growing up because it was such a like an iconic piece of like my childhood that we would watch Better Off Dead together. Like my brother, my brother got him a Blu-ray DVD of the movie. They have Blu-rays of this. That's awesome. I want one. <laughs> they have Blu-rays of a lot of things. Yeah, he, I, we just had like so many Christmases like watching this movie because we considered it a Christmas movie because of the Christmas scene with the anteater outfit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, your dad describes this as a documentary of life in the 80s. Which... I mean, none of us are there, so we can't really like argue against it. This is yeah. This is like a suburban like Mad Max hellscape. <laughs> What are you talking about? Everyone in this movie is clinically insane. They're all normal people. These are all of these things are normal, Alex. When was the last when was the last time you saw a paperboy? This is literally what life was like in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. I'll- Alex, we were we were like 2000 kids. We we have no right to say what the 80s was Look, like. Look, I'll believe it when I see it. Are you waiting for that time machine? Yeah. So, like, in 60 years, and I'm going to write this down, I'm going to make a note on my phone so that when I'm rocking the iPhone 42 in, like, 60 years, travel back in time to this date at this time and tell me about how life in the 80s was. And and pretty soon we'll be joined by my future self. You think your future? What do you think your future self is gonna look like? Hopefully, like a brain in a jar. That'd be so cool. <laughs> um, I think my future self is just gonna be old and wrinkly, but like hella hot, like gilf material. I think it's to- gonna be smooth from all angles. We need to, like, actually introduce this movie. Let me get off the Wikipedia page. (laughs) Get back on that Wikipedia page, Wikipedia boy. Okay. Better Off Dead is a 1985 American black comedy film. This may surprise you, but we did actually watch the movie. We're not just, like, reading the Wikipedia page and, like, assuming (laughs) what the movie is about just by reading it. Uh, It stars um, uh, John Cusack. I don't Cusack. know who that is. Cusack? It, would I know him from anything else? He, I think he's in like the Muppets. He is? That's awesome. <laughs> I actually don't know. I know. I don't think he is, actually. <laughs> Why would you lie to us? I might have made that up. Oh, you might know him from Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Uh, the animated film Igor, um, Dragon Blade, uh, Chirac by Spike Lee, and uh, 2012. The, uh, sack. I don't want to hear about a sack. He played a Richard Nixon in, in the movie called The Butler. <laughs> wow. Oh, he was in Hot Tub Time Machine 1 as well. He wasn't just in Hot Tub Time Machine 2. <laughs> yeah, this movie was his crowning crowning achievement. Even though he hates it. Um so for those who don't know, it's it's a it's a movie about a guy who uh, goes through a breakup and he becomes like suicidally depressed. Uh and it's 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 very funny. The movie is simultaneously about him trying to kill himself and him also trying to win a skiing competition. This movie is heavy on the skiing, by the way. Was skiing really this big in the 80s? Where does this take place? Because if it takes place in, like, isn't it, like, Maine or something? I don't... It's someplace that has mountains because they have, like, the ski Honestly, I kind of assumed it was just California. (laughs) It is Northern California. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure skiing is big in like the the, the Rockies areas. 
imagine. So. I've never been there, so I wouldn't know. It is baffling about ski. It is bafflingly about skiing. Like nothing going into this really prepares you for how much skiing there is in this movie. There is frankly, yeah. They don't frankly, like make too many jokes about the skiing either, which makes me upset. There is more yeah, skiing in this movie than there are suicide attempts. It it takes skiing it so takes- seriously, which is so sad. Yeah, it's it takes it so so seriously. Like even the even the parts where like he's comedically falling down the ski slope, it's like it doesn't go too far. But everything else, everything else is like wild except for like the last ski portion with like everyone's like like chasing after each other to like the finish line oh speaking of that i had an idea for a bit that i'm so upset that they didn't use in the movie what so you know how uh uh while uh uh lane and uh stalin are uh racing uh, uh the, the mailed kid comes around is like two dollars two dollars and then, and then he gets like thrown off a cliff yeah i really wanted the mail like I-, I wanted stalin to like try to push the mail kid aside and then the mail kid pulls out like a fucking gun and kills him like <laughs> as the as the skiing race is going on and then it, the entire tone shifts and lane is like trying to escape for for his life while the while this kid for is chasing him for the two dollars kid yeah <laughs> oh i thought that would have been such a good climax oh my god <laughs> i feel like any movie could be improved by just adding like a kid with a gun to it <laughs> like a homicidal child. <laughs> They're not gonna get that. I can't say that. Imagine, imagine how good Goodfellas would have been if there was just this insane, like little newsboy, and like right at the right at the end, Henry Hill gets domed by him because he didn't pay him two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's where the that's where the credits start rolling. Yeah, Layla starts yeah. playing. <laughs> But uh, that uh, when when the f- like skiing competition finale was was um appearing uh, or mm-hmm. when, when it started, I was so so hoping that the that the male kid would just like disrupt the entire thing, and, like <laughs> your prayers complete... were truly answered, like an angel from on high. When he when he came around, I was like, oh yes, this is where it begins. And then he gets pushed off a cliff, and I'm like, no, please. <laughs> there could have been so many good bits. You were rooting for the kid. I was rooting for the kid to like it. Just like start killing someone for those two dollars. Just finally get his two dollars. <laughs> it's been too long. When they put him at at the um at the end of the movie when he like uh bikes on in while um Lane and um uh, Monique are having their moment in the Dodger Stadium. That got that got me. What are you? What accent are you trying to do? Dodger Stadium. It's it's too it's too I, white for you. I'm sorry. What do you mean? It's it's not it's not within your power. What do you mean? Nothing so nothing is not within my power. <laughs> Latino mediocrity. You. I can do a French. If I don't nail a French accent by the by the end of this podcast, it's over. It's over. I'm shutting this whole thing down. Oh, um, we should say, uh, we have a, a special thing for you guys, uh, coming around sometime during this podcast, where Alex is ma- will maybe talk about Blue Beetle, which he got an early viewing for. It's not an early viewing, it's just out, normal. Which he got a, a viewing for. Yeah, I saw, I saw him, I saw a superhero movie, you know? Wow. This is That's... a big surprise coming from you. Basically, no one else has ever done this before, which might be true, because this movie is gonna make eight dollars. <laughs> not it. Not if you praise it enough, then you'll get like fifty billion people to come and see it. Oh yeah, all, all, all thirteen of our followers all that are 13 still thirteen of our listeners are gonna show out in us. <laughs> Hashtag Blue Beetle Battalion. <laughs> Can I say that I really, I really enjoyed all the characters in this movie. Like I didn't feel like any of them really like 
fell too short or were like too forgetful. There, there's no lame character in this movie. Every yeah, character has like a, an associated bit, and it, it's it's always so funny when they're on screen. E- even with this movie. Yes, uh, uh, but like even when this movie does a bit and it like doesn't go that well, the fact that it like keeps sticking to it makes it infinitely funnier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, it can it can give the most like dog shit like worst joke you've ever done, but it keeps like rolling with it, and just because it sticks with it, it makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with like like things that are just like. I don't know, like the mom being a really bad cook and how it just kept going on with like, oh yeah, just like the the the, the boiled bacon. And then like you see like the slime coming <laughs> off the table and then like her fighting like tentacles out of the bowl, <laughs> like the pot pie. She's like, what? <laughs> what is going on? What is this lady cooking? Hey everybody, this is Binging with Bavish here, and today we're making the breakfast from Better Off Dead. God, he he should. Maybe that would like make me forgive him. I don't think he should. Yeah. I, th- I think that's how you kill someone. Uh, for everyone wondering why Ethan has beef with Binging with Bavish, it's because Bavish owes him $2. $2! Two dollars. Two dollars! You have beef with Binging with Bavish because of the balsamic vinegar. Yeah, it's insane. Oh my god, the, don't get me started on the balsamic vinegar. That, that's like <laughs> incredible levels of hack fraudery. A, 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 a bit that I thought was mediocre was um, uh, Charles's like constant snorting of everything. But the fact that like he just like starts like snorting jello and like snow at the end, it, it's, it, it's just so, it's like, okay, I see what you're doing. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the Asian twins where only one of them knows English, but only specifically from sports broadcasts, is such a deranged, like, combination of words to, like, turn into a joke, into, like, a long-running gag, that, like, the second that those two appeared on screen, I knew that I was gonna like this movie. Like, I have to... I have to know that the writing room is fully deranged. <laughs> and that's how I know I love it. Uh I we we should go to uh people's favorite bits. Mine has to be the the two dollars kids or the um uh or or the car drivers and like the repeated gag of Lane uh stepping on the pedal and like slamming into the car behind him. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna activate yeah. your dental plan. <laughs> I'm going to activate your dental plan. It's just one of those quotes that I wish I had the opportunity to use more in real life. <laughs> um, my favorite bit. I I just, I really have loved the, like, I don't know why this part of the movie. Is it the where, pig fetus? Where, yes, it's the pig fetus. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Charles, right? Yes, it's Charles. <laughs> where he's shaking it and he's just like, wake up. Wake up! I don't know what about that. It just kills me because it's like everyone else is focusing and he's just shaking the pig. <laughs> <That's so good. laughs> oh my god. Anything that guy does just kills me a little bit. And I also really love the mom. Like the mom, like she's just so sweet and kind. She she's just doing she's her so, best. She's so nice and soft spoken and she like keeps trying to do the thing that's best for everyone but she's also like like creating hell spawn in the kitchen (laughs) it's from all the leaded gasoline it's true Mm -hmm. 80s 80s time yeah what's your favorite bit Uh, the best bits in the movie are undoubtedly two dollars and the claymation hamburger scene where they God oh, yeah, that, that came out of good. nowhere. Where and they... as soon as it started playing, I was like, Alex is going to love this. <laughs> they do hamburger fantasia. I it's love amazing. the use of mixed media. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the use of like a uh, 2D animation and then also like the um I think it's claymation that they do for the um Yeah, yeah it's claymation, claymation yeah. 
for the burger is it, coming out of nowhere. It's just like really funny and creative. Yeah, I feel like it creates that atmosphere that the guy, like, um, I'm trying to remember his name. Why am I forgetting his name? Uh, which character? But that, like, he that he has like his more creative side and is typically like in his imagination kind of thing. Lane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The the main character? The main character. Yeah, did you sorry, forget the main I, character's I, name? I did. <laughs> you watch this movie every Christmas. And you forgot the main <laughs> character's name and better off dead. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to shame myself. Oh wait, you know what's also good? Mm-hmm. One, one thing that like I cracked up like an inordinate amount at the cereal box is always having a hole in them <laughs> every time he pulled out a cereal box and it just started going everywhere I I don't know what it I don't know what it was I just it just, it killed me this movie is very good at like sticking with the jokes and, yeah, and carrying carrying them through to the end this movie is relentless <laughs> It it does not stop. <laughs> it it it's like a class clown in like your high school like in in just like a high school class you have that's just like he found one he found like so many things like at the very first day of the year and every day of the year he's just gonna hit those same beats and it's it look it gets into a slump after a while but the longer that he sticks with it the more you respect it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true. Um, oh, uh, another, uh, mediocre bit that, like, got better through constant use. Um, oh, I, I, ju- I just forgot it. Oh, the, the, uh, the everyone going out with, um, uh, with, uh, oh, what's her name? What is her name? Lynn's, Lynn's love interest at the start of the movie. Uh, uh, like, People constantly asking her out, and then like Lane looking and seeing that there's someone else dating her. Yeah. <laughs> just like everyone's just like, can I take her out? Can like, we just talk about can like? Can I take your girlfriend? Can we just talk about the main villain of this movie being named Stalin? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. what a what a what a decision. It's like if there was a teen comedy that came out in like nineteen six, like if, if Dazed and Confused, there was just like a there was just like a vil- villain like named Ted Hitler. <laughs> yeah. I, d- I don't think we're gonna be able to monetize now. I think because you said that we won't be able to monetize it. What? Because I made up a guy called Ted Hitler. <laughs> no, oh, Ron Stalin is a okay, but Ted Hitler. <laughs> Um, Bobby uh, I'm kind of whole pot. It. <laughs> what, what is it like the Smash Bros. announcer? <laughs> Bobby Pole Pot. Imagine Smash Bros. Except it's with like genocidal maniacs. Pole Pot. I'm pretty sure they Pol-pot. let you do that in hell if you're good enough. Like if you go to heaven, you can come down to hell and like just like plug a controller in and you can make them do that. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Can I can I also say that I really enjoyed the romance between um Lane and uh, forget the French girls. Monique. How do I forget? Monique. Yeah, I really like it. How it's not like he's doing like so much extra stuff. Like everything he does is like just mediocre. Like going to a restaurant and just having like <laughs> going to a closed dinner, uh, like a like, closed like, down burger dinners. joint. And, and making frozen dinners, which uh, uh, speaking with like the continuing of bits, plugs into the Christmas scene of the movie when he gets like eight different frozen dinners, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and playing a saxophone, and like yeah. Monique, if you look at Monique's face during it, she looks so confused, and like he takes up the saxophone and she's like smiling. Though it, it doesn't look like she's actually like delighted by this. She just kind of looks like, oh, okay. 
I think okay. I think the hidden <laughs> I think the the secret sauce of this movie because like on paper it sounds like lol random XD the movie, but in practice it just full sends to every single bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like no, it it just works. It just works. It's it's so strange. None of it should work, and yet I'm, it does. I think the secret sauce is that like all the bits are like related in some way. Like each bit like is connected to a, a different bit. Everything gets a callback. Mm-hmm. Like for as much as it like kind of forgets the the central premise of this guy trying to kill himself, I think there's only like three attempts in the movie, which there are bits that like are way more extensive than that. But like everything calls back. It is it is a tight script. <laughs> it is it's it's true <laughs> speaking of which guys which was your favorite suicide attempt rank su- rank different methods of suicide <laughs> <laughs> i'm partial to the good old hose in the garage garage gar- garage oh i just saw midsummer yeah midsummer they do that in that movie uh spoilers for midsummer <laughs> <laughs> do you do you want to talk about Midsummer? Um, I don't really have too many things to say about it. Uh, th- like I can explain why I liked this this movie, mm-hmm. but it in the context of Midsummer, it's just like yeah, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Nothing else to say. Uh, I could good. try talking about like the cinematography and stuff for it, but I'm like, I'm not, I'm not an expert on that. I don't really know how I would describe it. I mean, we can talk about the cinematography of Better Off Dead instead. That's true. <laughs> it's it's pretty standard. Yeah, it's it's an eighties comedy, but it's like it still it lo- it still looks better than modern movies because it has that grain on it. Mm-hmm. It's got that it's got that good depth of field. Everything feels mm-hmm. textured. I love film grain. Ooh, we love film grain. We love chromatic aberration. We love the grain. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yummy. Oh, I would mm-hmm. kill to see Holy. this on 70 millimeters. <laughs> <laughs> better off dead. A limited engagement. We'll get the better off dead 2B version. <laughs> better oh, off they're, dead. they're not going to get that joke because that, that episode never came out. That's so sad. I mean, we've talked about it a lot. That's true. <laughs> Are we going to talk about the suicides or no? I mean, I think it's kind of like a missed opportunity. Because, like, they're in the movie, mm-hmm. like, th- like three times, I think. Yeah. It's, and it's and like their bits, times. but, like, of the yeah. other bits in the movie, they just get overshadowed completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. They're like, except for the one where she blows up. That yeah. one was so <laughs> so funny. <laughs> that that was probably the the best like bit related to that topic in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, your mom blew up, Ricky. <laughs> Sorry. A uh, bold choice, uh, including um, uh, who who's the actor for Ricky again? Dan, Dan Schneider in the movie and having him be a sex creep. That's, that's <laughs> truly prescient <laughs> a real Nostradamus this director <laughs> I does he even say anything in the movie because like he doesn't get he, 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 he has like two lines he's like mother is going to be upset Monique because that's when they're at, they're at the um the dance and Monique goes and hangs out with Lane right yeah <laughs> but like most of what most of its screen presence is just been being a fucking creep <laughs> I love that little clown toy he had though I thought that was a little silly thing oh, I, I, I love the, the gag where Monique opens the presents and it, it's just Dan Schneider's face in a picture frame god <laughs> Oh my god! If I if I got that as a Christmas present for one of you, would you would you appreciate it? I like, think I I, I think I might hang job. it somewhere. I think I would hang it in my room, and people <laughs> would be like, "Who the hell is picture of Dan Schneider?" <laughs> people would be like, "Who the hell is this guy?" And I'd be like, "It's Dan Schneider," and they'd think I'm like the worst person ever. 
<laughs> Wait, Ethan, I think I think you should like burn it with like a candle. But like just enough so that it's still legible, but like make it obviously burnt and then hang it up. Say like that'd be rescued, that'd be so good. You rescued it from a house fire. <laughs> <laughs> My beloved Jen Schneider. Yeah, the people in the house fire died, but I got the most important thing. <laughs> it's like it's in a locket. <laughs> you open it every so often. Young Jen Schneider looks like he'd be young Peter Griffin. Anyways, um... The white fat guy curse. <laughs> it's hard to be a white fat guy in, in today's America. It's always, hey, 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 it's Peter Griffin. <laughs> Peter. Peter. Hey, Lois. I'm in better off dead. Yeah. Oh, that was bad. I'm... I'm so, so we okay. Hi everyone. I'm gonna death by 999 cuts. We are removing that from the podcast. That is not, not going in. No, I'm keeping that in. No. You need to <laughs> turn up the. You need to turn up the really levels. Bad. When you add that Your in. impression. You need to make yeah, it make like, it make it really loud. Earth shatteringly loud. Can you add like a reverb <laughs> reverb sound effect to it? Yeah, I'll 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 do that. I'll do that. In fact, you should just no, clip no, it and like make it recur throughout the podcast. <laughs> this is a bit. Just, just like, That's a bit. Just like, a, like lower the level, lower the volume on it, and just like do it under like normal conversation, like a, like a subtle, like Ethan, like can you just talk? Yeah, sure. Hi. Yeah, no, no, like, like say a full sentence. Um, mm-hmm. my my name is yeah. Ethan. Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that. Um, uh, honestly, dude, I'd rather be better off dead. Oh, segue. Um, the segue. Oh, segue. <laughs> uh, but w- would you guys have have any bits that you think would change? Because I I mentioned the um, the 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 ending scene with the with the two dollars kid. Uh, yeah. But is there a bit that you think should should have been included in the movie? A bit. I, I feel like like I think cool. Ike was talking about that, but like um, the part where where Lane kept falling down the snow cliff like it just like was really long and drawing it's like some people were like oh we're expecting him to like turn into a snowball or just something more just just something more there because it just kind of it is funny uh the first time but then it's just like no there needs to be something there like it's just watching this kid fall that should have been how lane defeated the the two dollars kid in the climax yeah the two dollars kid is is coming with a gun lane turns into a snowball and crushes him <laughs> you think this is admissible in court? <laughs> um. Anyways, Alex, what, 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 do you have a bit that you think you would include? Yeah, sorry, Ethan. I'm on the phone trying to get you in a psychiatric hold for that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> um. I get. It's also related to the um. To the to the kid, but I like the I like the bit where his newspapers just kept flying through windows. Yeah, I wish they I had think, used that more. Since it's like one of the the one of the intro bits, I, yeah. I think instead of the gun, like you like you've so nobly set forth, I think you should have killed Stalin by throwing a newspaper straight through his skull. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so good. That would have been really. He like he like rolls up the newspaper like a javelin and throws it and impales like him. <laughs> God, that would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been great. That I also just, awesome. I also would have liked a return of the, uh, of the uh, the two Asian. Like I know they were at like the ski event, but I would have liked them instead of like them just you know being down at the hill. I would have liked it if they were like driving the car down the mountain, keeping pace with the ski, <laughs> like, like, and, and narrating the 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 skiing event as as Lane went on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how they would work the logistics of driving a car down a slope, <laughs> but it, it would have been so good. <laughs> Maybe for like an animated segment to to include. Yeah, suddenly the two Asians. Yeah, suddenly they're they're the only claymation characters. 
Oh wait, what about the bit where it's just the the one that made you laugh? I think Ethan like like you love that one where where Lane you know he jumped off of the the bridge and landed in the yes. Oh, I forgot about that bit. God, I I love it. It's just like one throwaway line, but it like it, it came out of the blue and killed me. Um, Lane jumps jumps off. Well, he gets pushed off a bridge uh, by Charles. And lands in a garbage truck, and he passes by a few um, uh, utility workers, and uh, they say, "Man, they're just throwing out perfectly good white boys." <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why, but the delivery of that just like coming out of nowhere just like floored me. <laughs> so good. It's so good. It, it's because it happened to you, Ethan. This, yeah, this happened to me. <laughs> oh my god. I, I, I don't know how this is like out of like a, a real documentary of like my dad's life, but I guess I guess to him he was kind of like that mediocre teen and so he's I guess he sees himself in that and the silliness and antics because he he, he tells me a lot of silly stories from when he grew up um, and his family got into a lot of shenanigans. So I guess he has a really strong tie with this movie. And it's just kind of bizarre to me that, yeah, it wasn't as, as popular as it was because my dad loves this movie. Do you have any silly stories of your dad that you can share with us right now or are none coming to mind? Um... Well, it's typically my grandfather is, my grandfather's a great storyteller, but he speaks Spanish. I'm not, I don't really speak Spanish that well. Um, I'm trying to think of any that, I'll, I'll come back to that if I can. But I don't have right now. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe get back to that. Uh, of, of the comedies that we've seen on here, I think the only other one is um w- would it be uh when harry met sally because that's a rom-com uh, i i th- i th- maybe herbie <laughs> um, I think, well is are there any good jokes in herbie that rival better off dead i don't think so I think this may have been like the the best comedy i've seen so far it, it just like hits every like um, it hits every like funny bone on me. <laughs> uh, almost every joke in this movie lands, and uh, as I said before, even if it doesn't land, they just keep doing it until it gets funny. It takes like a, it's such a weird movie because it's just like it. It feels like it's made up of like a bunch of like different vignettes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it, it, it's so good. It's such a cohesive little product. It's it's it like if you if you guys hadn't seen this movie you you need to see it you you need to at least yeah. give it a try it is it is fantastic yeah absolutely also if like you're like you know raised up in the eighties maybe it might it might you know bring you a little bit of nostalgia to look at it did your did your dad also fight a kid named stalin um probably is stalin like a a, a real russian name because i know that uh joseph stalin like gave that as his name he wanted to be called joe Steele for some fucking reason are you kidding me that's the coolest thing i've ever heard joseph stalin do (laughs) wait did you did you not know that? Yeah, his 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 actual name is um something in in Georgian. I don't actually know. Yeah, I knew he was what it Georgian, is. but like I didn't know that he named himself Joe Steele. <laughs> Joe Steele. Are you kidding me? That rocks. That sounds like a D a D-less superhero. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> That sounds like something you would see in like a like a bootleg toy store, kind of like just like a GI Joe knockoff, Joe Steel. 
I would absolutely play with play with a Joe Steele. <laughs> Joe Steele. Joe Steele, baby. Yeah. Um. Wow, oh, we have to cut that. That can't stay in. No, that's that's staying. <laughs> no. If I like no, bad Peter Griffin, no. If my bad Peter Griffin impression is staying, then I'm I'm. I decree that Alex's shitty burp must stay in here as well. Come on, man. <laughs> You're not getting away that easy. You're not going to get away easy either when I fucking get you. <laughs> with, with the newspaper javelin. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, A- Alex, do, do you want to talk about... um? Well, do do we have more things to say about Better Off Dead? I mean, we could do Better Off Trivia. Oh yeah, does anyone have a trivia page? I can yeah, pull it up. I have, I have the trivia. I've had the trivia page pulled up, pulled up this whole thing. Okay. Oh wait, Abby, do you have trivia? I do not have trivia. Okay, I can I can read the, I can read the trivia. Okay. Yeah, better Better Off Trivia, the famous, according to Savage Steve Holland, the movie's director. His name is Savage. Savage Steve Holland, yeah. That's so cool. It's like Screaming Mad George. It's kind of better than Joe Steele. <laughs> Savage <laughs> Steve Holland. It kind of sounds like a wrestler name. Oh my god, no. Savage Steve Holland versus Joe Steele in a in a WWE match. Can we add them to the um to the um to, uh 2K tw- uh 20 game that you have? Yeah, sure. You know what? Yeah. With, with Eggplant <laughs> Joe. Consider it done. Awesome. Yippee! Uh, this film is mostly autobiographical. So I mostly? guess this, I guess this movie was accurate. Which parts uh, are autobiographical? <laughs> huh? Holland really was suicidal when his high school girlfriend left him for captain of the ski team. He really did have a paper boy named Johnny Gasparini who would harass him for two dollars. <laughs> God, God damn! I guess I guess it is. I guess this is yeah. just like an adaptation of um uh, of your dad's life, you know. Yeah, according to him, when the movie came out, his ex girlfriend called him to apologize. <laughs> 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 that's that's so awesome. This this movie had a, a box office uh, pull-in of ten million. I'm glad to know that one of those dollars was um was his was his, his ex girlfriend who just happened to to see the movie and be like, "Hey, sorry." Can you imagine? Can you imagine <laughs> how bad that must feel <laughs> in the theater? Uh, yeah. In a 2004 interview, he said of his su- he said which one of his suicide attempts inspired the movie. He went into the garage and I put an extension cord on a pipe and I'm on a garbage can and I'm thinking, should I do this? Maybe this isn't a good idea. Anyway, it was a plastic garbage can and my weight just like crashed through it and I fell and the pipe broke and it starts pouring water everywhere and I'm basically in a garbage can drowning. <laughs> <laughs> awesome and my mom comes and starts yelling at me for breaking a pipe which is what my mom would do so i started writing down stupid ways to kill yourself that would fail after that and i put them in a diary that's that's that must be linked to the um to the to the uh attempt where he's like wait this is death and then his mom pushes him yeah on accident that's awesome Is yeah, is 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 Mr. Savage um still around? Do you Savage, know? What? Is, is his mom is, still around? No, him. Savage Steve Holland. I hope so. Oh, it says he is. Okay. Yeah, that's cool trivia. The director of this movie is dead. But no, he's not. He works for Nickelodeon, apparently. Or he worked for Nickelodeon. Looks like he doesn't anymore. He animated oh. the whammy on the game show Press Your Luck. I'm sorry? I I don't know that reference. What is that? The whammy. There's like What's, a the, you know like when people say no whammies? No? What do you mean? Big money no whammies. 
I've never heard. Of I that thought that before. was just like an internet meme. No, it's like a, it's like from a game show where like the whammy, like you know, it's like a space you could land on that like lost you points. And apparently, he huh. animated the creature that goes the, the whammy, the quote unquote whammy creature. Is it um? I, is it claymation like uh the burger, uh, or is it? I do not, something I, else. I don't know. I think it's like a. a it, it's a little freak. Okay. <laughs> a little cretin. Uh, but yeah, uh, John Cusack who <laughs> hated this movie. He hated this movie. He Why did he hate it? He walked out of the movie at twenty minutes. <laughs> twenty minutes after it started, doing a special screening. Why? What the heck? Uh, so Steve said, um. The next morning, Cusack basically walked up to me and was like, you know, you tricked me. Better Off Dead was the worst thing I've ever seen. I will never trust you as a director ever again, so don't speak to me. He was just really upset. And I was like, what happened? What's wrong? And he just said that I sucked. And it was the worst thing he had ever seen. (laughs) And that I had used him and made a fool out of him and all this other stuff. It was so out of left field that it just floored me. (laughs) what happened (laughs) but in recent years john cusack has come around on it he admitted in a 2013 interview that he does not hate the film or making it anymore (laughs) okay he's happy it has achieved cult status and remains popular yeah, at least he, he came around to it. That's just so bizarre that he just absolutely loathed it that much. <laughs> and he was just like, I hate you. I hate everything you stand for. At this guy that was just like, I just I just wanted to make a movie. <laughs> uh, I do have a question, Alex. Yeah? Uh, our rating of this movie is probably going to be different from the um, the... Uh, a agreed rating at the time. What was the average rating for Better Off Dead when it came out? That is a good question. I don't know contemporary views for this. Can I tell a story while Alex is looking? Sure. All right. So this is like. I don't know why I'm struggling to remember all the stories my dad tells me of his childhood, but this is the one I remember. Um, he is from Puerto Rico, and they had a pet pig when he was younger. Had a pet and pig? That's loved- awesome. Yeah, yeah. He loved this pig. He like raised it when it was a little piglet. He loved this thing. And then one day, uh, he their family like had pork chops and it was like it was so delicious so yummy he was like oh wow that was great where'd you get it and like he then he realized his pig was oh, gone no they had eaten his pig and he like he like was so upset that is the pig. worst thing that they could ever do to him i know i'm, I'm so mad on bad. his behalf he, he deserves he justice there are so there are so many stories that my dad has told me like that involve animals because I guess they just had a lot of animals when he was growing up. They also had like I guess a bunch of guppies. Like I guess a pet store was just giving a bunch of guppies and him and his sister bought like a whole crap ton of guppies and started putting them in the fish tank. But then like it was really sad because the guppies started to suffocate and die and he had to scoop out all the dead guppies and his sister was just bawling her eyes out and it's just so sad. There's so many like sad oh things. Did, did they not have a like a one of those oxygen pumps in there? I don't think so, no. I think they were just like they just put a tank full of like little guppies there. Um Yeah, like my dad told me like a, a, like they weren't poor but they just like they didn't have like a lot um and they just had like a bunch of like stories there of like when he was in, in kid in Puerto Rico and I went I went to visit there and like see his old home and it's it's like really small houses and I don't know it's it's nostalgic for him hmm. I found one contemporary review of this it's very, okay. very short. Uh, he says it has its moments. It, his, they, they say it's a very hit-and-run movie. 
They call it clever, but it's very unfocused. That's fairly true. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he directed this at twenty-five, though. That's that's pretty well, big that's for young. for a twenty-five-year-old. Yeah, that's very young. Yeah, I can't find many like reviews of it from that older reviews. Yeah, from from like when it came out. But mm-hmm. it's it's safe to say that it has more of a reputation nowadays than it did back then because it's it's yeah. been described as like a cult movie. Yeah. Mm. And uh last last little bit of trivia. Uh Lane's mother's experimental cooking was inspired by Steve Holland's mother who did the same thing. My mom would get McCall's magazine and she would find these recipes and make these things and have some excuse why they didn't taste good because she forgot something or didn't have an ingredient, Holland told Entertainment Weekly. One year for his birthday, not Christmas, she gifted him with some TV dinners. She was like, I got you these really cool frozen dinners because you like the peach cobbler in this one or something. And I was like, wow, really? This is my life. (laughs) She's a real... She's so real. I am, I am shocked in how, how like true to life this movie is. Apparently, yeah, yeah. Apparently, these people are just like living comedies. It's probably the leaded gasoline. <laughs> it's all the leaded gasoline. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, do we have any closing remarks on it? I'm better off dead. This movie deserves more people to see it. This, it, really it is does. hilarious. Mm-hmm. You guys got anything? Um, I I enjoyed this movie. Uh, I'll always like enjoy watching it. The bits are funny. the The characters are silly. It's just it's something my dad loves, and we love watching it all together. It's always going to be like a nostalgic family movie for me. That's awesome. Should we get to the ratings? Yeah, sure. Alrighty. Who who wants to go first? I think Enid should should be the inaugural vote on this. Oh, that is true. Um, I give Better Off Dead. Uh, out of out of a thousand, uh, eight eight thousand eight eight hundred. You- uh, and 97. 8,000? Oh, that's high phrase. 897, okay. Not 8,097. <laughs> no, that would have been, been a bit a bit high. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this movie uh, 845 out of 1,000. Wow. I, I very much like this movie. It, it, it's mostly just like... And yeah. like all the humor, like it kept hitting. Yeah, I would probably give this like an eight hundred sixty-seven out of a thousand. <laughs> awesome! It is, yeah. It is just relentless hit and yeah. I think hit and run comedy is is really great for this. It is just so many like little things and vignettes that just add up over time. It's it's just incredible. <laughs> And like we said, everything ties mm-hmm. back. Everything does tie back. Um, everything does. Would, would you want to talk about uh, Blue Beetle for us, Alex? Okay, are we are we getting into Alex's superhero corner? Yeah, let's let's go into the uh, Alejandro superhero corner. Last time we talked about the Flash. Uh, how's superhero the next um, DC? Cinematic Universe movie. Um, it's good. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> you you're like talking a, a bunch about it before. Come on, yeah. Share that with the audience. <laughs> okay, so I, I like additional context. I have been like a Blue Beetle guy since like I was I was a little baby. I was like, isn't he like one of your favorites? Yeah, I was first introduced to him on like the Batman, the Brave and the Bold cartoon, which is still a great cartoon. But like, just like having like a, a Latino superhero, like you know that was that was like cool to me. 
And so like I I figured I'm gonna follow this this character over the over the years. And he's had some pretty good stuff that has like kept me invested. So I was like really excited when they announced this movie. And it's good in the ways that I wanted it to be, but like bad in the ways that I was like kind of taking for granted. Not bad per se. Well, I, I would say more middling. Cause like when when you like uh kind of like get one of like these like origin story like superhero movies, you kind of expect that you're gonna get like mm-hmm. you know the action like a villain that's like oh he's a mirror to the he's a mirror to the hero. He's got all the same powers and everything. Oh, he's gonna need mm-hmm. some real quick thinking to get out of this. Like the actual like superheroics of the superhero movie are just kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Like these are very underwhelming villains, and like there's a, but like there's there's a lot of potential for them because like when the movie starts, like the villains in here are like Victoria Cord played by Susan Sarandon, and then like Conrad Carapax. And, I, I don't know those names. I, I know nothing about Blue Beetle, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Victoria... I don't know anything either, I'm sorry. Yeah, Victoria Cord is, like, made up for the movie. And then Carapax is, I think, an older Blue Beetle villain. Not Jaime Blue Beetle. I think he's a Ted Cord villain. There's a lot of lore involved in the Blue Beetle mythos. But, like... Uh, Susan Sarandon basically plays it as, like, a cartoonishly evil white woman... <laughs> who's like oh her her main power is just incredible microaggressions like she keeps getting like one of her hispanic like lab partners names wrong she keeps calling him sanchez and stuff like that but there's oh also God. this like throwaway line like not throwaway because there's a callback to it but there's like a line at the beginning of it where she mentions that the other villain in it was at the school of the americas which is a real life thing mm-hmm. What what is it? What's the School of the Americas? Uh, the School of the Americas is a. <laughs> it was a like Department of Defense thing, where like the U.S. went into Latin American countries, mm-hmm. and basically started training the people there to be soldiers that sounds like a a thing america would do yeah it is yeah it does yeah like people have like started calling it a school for dictators torturers and assassins basically it's a training facility for like latin american military personnel but like, it touches on, like, a lot of things in that, like, opening act for, like, both of the villains, and they don't really, like, continue to pay off. Which are, like, interesting. You know, you have, like, the out-of-touch, like, you have, like, the out-of-touch, like, white person, like, very stereotypical, like, like anti-Latino, like, attitude in Victoria Court, and then you have, like, one of the other villains be, like, a byproduct of, like, U.S. interventionism in Latin America. But they don't really, like, touch on that. They're just kind of, like, they just spend most of the movie as, you know, just kind of your generic villains. One's strong and one's, like, a, an evil billionaire. But I, I I will say that where I really wanted to, the movie to succeed is in its family dynamics and in its character work. And it did that with flying colors. Like... This is this is what happens when you have like Latino people like man like these productions. You have these very like authentic and very heartfelt like conversations that like I saw a lot of echoes of my own like conversations that I've had and like yeah. family members that I know like in this movie and their performances. Every everyone in like Jaime's family and like in a circle are giving these very, like, authentic, like, very funny, like, it's a comic book movie, so everything's, like, kind of turned up, like, a like a little notch, like, beyond realism, but, like, these are, like, very familiar, like, people to me. They're very evocative, very, like, mm-hmm. rooted in, like, experience. And, you know, they're, they all joke around with each other, and there's a lot of humor in this movie, but it's, like, 
it's hitting that nice balance of where where none of it is like self-deprecating really like none of it is like diminishing the fact that there's like this is a comic book it tries to steer away from like the stereotypical like mexican jokes like like they feel like authentic like lived in like people like this is just how like families talk yeah and they just they just really like nail that dynamic and i cannot give enough praise to the lead uh zolo mariduena who is just incredibly charming like in the in the lead role um great great physicality he was on cobra kai so obviously he knows like martial arts and everything but also just like he's like nervous energy and just like the way that he plays that like second third gen like immigrant like Mm -hmm. those anxieties it's just so familiar and stuff that i was really able to connect to so while it's like a fine Mm -hmm. it's like a cliche like standard like superhero movie yeah i think as like one specifically for like the latino latino american community i think Mm -hmm. this is about as good as it could get on the cultural front yeah when when is the movie gonna come out because now you got me interested. it's already out right yeah it's already out yeah it's already out last yeah yeah alex we should watch it together yeah i would i would absolutely be down for that latino movie night yeah latino movie night we just watched nothing but you liked um you like shazam right i loved shazam yeah it shazam is so it hits similar notes it hits similar notes it does yeah what happened to the other shazam movie what did they do theory Uh, of the gods yeah Oh boy, I I don't know. I don't know what happened. Let's not make this longer than we have to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're already like an hour in, I believe. Yeah. You were talking about like the the whole like Iron Man thing of like the villain being the uh the same as the um having like the same powers as the main character, but like evil. Yeah, uh, OSP, they hardly need a shout-out, but if anyone doesn't know them, Overly Sarcastic Productions, very good work, uh, actually did a um, uh, a video about um, superheroes in empty worlds recently, and that's one thing that they kept bringing up as, like, an, an Iron Man effect. Mm-hmm. Of, of just, like, the villains being the same? Yeah. I will say, like, honestly, that's just kind of par for the course for Jaime. Like, a lot of his villains are just, like, other people with, like, the same technology he uses. But, like, they they use it in different ways. Like, one of them gets real big now. (laughs) Real big. (laughs) Yeah. Real big. (laughs) But, um, I liked it. It's going to make $8, like I said. But... James Gunn has already said that Blue Beetle is gonna keep going, so I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. Hashtag Blue Beetle Battalion all the way. Is is this the first um DCEU like James Gunn cinematic universe movie? Like is this the first one that James Gunn is leading for his DC project? No, because this one was in production before gun signed on as exec okay but he has because it's like a it's a standalone movie it doesn't call back to anything in like the actual the former universe so i think he's just gonna go ahead and grandfather it in so like the first official movie is gonna be his superman but i think this is still gonna be like treated as canon or like the cast and like the cast of it is gonna like continue on at least. Man, the reason DC movies have had a a, a rough time, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably wrap up because Alex could go on and on. That is, I am a that is DC true. fan and it has been nothing but suffering. 
<laughs> hey, at least I, we have Shazam and Blue Beetle. I cannot win. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Um. Uh, all right, yeah. Oh wait, you need to give your your cuts for Blue Beetle. Oh God, my cuts. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta get cuts. Hurry, hurry. Um. This is seven hundred and thirteen cuts out of a thousand. That's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Okay. It's uneven, but like, but like I said, like the parts that hit really do hit, and like the parts that don't are just kind of like they're the same stumbling blocks that you've seen in most other like modern superhero movies. So nothing, nothing egregious is going on there, but nothing like inspiring either. But it, but it has like really, really high points, and it's family and character work, so. It's worth it, I think. Alrighty, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll catch you next time when we when we get like an actual episode out again, whenever that may be. Oh God, I have to move back into college pretty soon. All, um, all our lives are completely stress free, and this is still a weekly podcast. Uh, absolutely. We have had one billion episodes. And Indeed, we thank all of all of our listeners, all of our viewers. But all of them got destroyed, so we'll need to um, do another recap episode where we cover one billion different movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone, take care. Have a good night. Podcast out. It's impossible.